0: Thank you for tuning in to this message from Kingdom Airs International, headquarters located in Flagstaff, Arizona. Who is excited to receive all that is being stored up for you right now? It was like a wave across the room. I was just waiting for Amber and Regina. It went like this. So we have been divesting, right? How many times have you heard that? We brought that up again at our dinner table and it was like talking about divesting again. And I'm like, this is exactly why we're talking about divestment because of our heart's position and our attitude towards talking about divestment because we should be so excited about that word being released over us because he's removing things from our life, saying disengage with this thing so you can be engaged to me. Who doesn't want to be engaged to the lover of your soul? Right? There is something coming that when we turn our focus and our attention from everything that has been handed to us, literally given to us in a little package, something that says, here, let me pull your attention here, even to the point where finances are bound up in this, everything that the world wants you to be distracted by, there's a disengaging, which this is just a very small, that's like surface level. Like he's talking about the things that you have been in bed with. Is that okay to talk about, That you guys? The things we've been in bed with, the things that are calling my attention, the things that I have in my intimate place, that place, the chamber that he has just for me, there have been some things in that place and that is what he's calling your attention to. So are you, you may be feeling a wrestling You may be feeling a process. You may be feeling a fight. All of that is good. That is him. That is the call to pull you away, to woo you to his side, to pull you away and disengage you from all of those things that are not him, that he doesn't want in that place, in that intimate place with him. So I wanna honor you for using this box I want to honor you for your attention that you're giving. I want to honor you for that direct eye contact. I want to honor you for the voice that you're going to be speaking with tonight to call and pull out. There is heaven stored up inside of the mother of this home. And the more that you give your attention, the more that you pull that out, the more heaven is going to be released in your life. That's why we do Trading Floor. That's why you can say, I'm going to put money at that floor. I'm going to trade money onto it because I want that word. I want what's being released from heaven. So tonight, as we continue to engage with him, to walk that time out with him, just like last week started us, a worship night to engage with heaven, that tonight is another night. You are free to sit and engage with him at these various points around the room. There's a special place set over here that if you need to engage in a childlike manner of just coloring, sitting with a comfy pillow, continue to pull from those places. Those are not like, go be by yourself and pray. Be alone with him. But there is a place, a special thing that's sitting and waiting that you can engage with as you pull from the mother of this home. I There is something about our mom that do you guys do you always see heaven released from her? There is something about her that like i've i all literally screenshot her Facebook posts that she'll send to people that I'm like, why do you talk to them like <laughs> I mean for real, she like walks like Yahweh on earth she's always engaging with heaven she is like the best example that I could say that shows what heaven is like, because there are times that I'm like, I don't. She's constantly walking as the restorer of the breach, the one that sees people in their true nature, the one that sees all of us as he created us to be. So I want our focus and our attention to be on what is being released tonight. Mom may share a little bit about this, but what I wanted to talk about was this bread, this communion bread. The way that this was made was a directive from heaven that there is a lot of salt and a lot of honey in it. And whatever you saw, whatever you tasted in there is what you're seeing, what you're engaging with. Was there a saltiness and like, this is really bitter and gross. Did that catch your attention? I am so glad to hear that. Did you, fit, did you taste the sweetness? Good. That means you are engaging. What you are looking for, you're going to receive. What you're looking for in heaven tonight as mom releases over our family is what you're gonna receive. I felt kind of a, I just wanna share this with us as a place to be able to gauge where our hearts are. If what is being released is like, I already know all this already read about all that, been there, done that. Can I just say that most of us in this room have raised children, and do you not feel what that feels like when they're like, I got this. I could totally move out and live on my own. I'm seven, but I already know everything you're trying to teach me. And as a parent, you're like, I'm trying to send you out fully equipped fully raised into all that you're supposed to be. And then that child goes out and grows up and then they're like, I need my mom. Like, I don't know how to balance my checkbook. I don't know how to raise a kid. How do I get him to sleep at night? How do I stay married? What is intercourse, like all of it. At that point you're like, mom, everything you were trying to release over me when I was little, I didn't learn any of it. Please share it with me now. In that time as the seven year old who's like, I got this, you think you're so mature, right? Has anyone ever stood in the place of, I've got this, I'm fully mature? I'm. It might just be me. And I just want to say, if you've stood in the place of, I'm totally mature, I've got this, I am ready to just go change the world and release heaven and I totally Shabbat all day, <laughs> then you're probably the seven-year-old who's immature, there might be some things that are going to be released tonight that you might need to catch. So fully engaged with your notebook. Take, absorb everything you can. Ways to pull heaven out of mom. Maybe, maybe, is that a weird statement? How do you pull heaven out of someone? Eye contact. Nod your head. Wave your tissue. Stand up. Receive it. Weep in your chair. Lay on the floor cover yourself with oil. whatever he says. I mean, he activates some weird things in this room, right? You are free to engage with heaven because the more that you do, the more that mom is like heaven is attracted to that thing. Heaven wants to pull heaven wants to pour out on that. Heaven wants to respond to that. So take the opportunity tonight to be a son and a daughter who are sitting under this the mother and father of this home to receive all that there is. Let's position our hearts as those mature ones to say, I don't know anything, but I want everything. I don't have it all, but someday I'm gonna own it all and I need to pull everything out to be able to steward that. Mom and dad. Sometimes mom has to like really punch me when I'm like, Actually, I do this every day. She's like, here's what I want you to do. And I'm like, got it. And I run off, and then I come back, and I'm like, I did it. And she's like, no, you left when I was like giving you instructions. And I'm like, oh, this is not what you meant. She's like, just, just walk with me. So let's slow down and just walk with them tonight. <laughs>
1: but the other part of that story isn't just that she left while I was giving instructions it's that she comes back going isn't this amazing and i'm like yes but i care about the process not the end result so i don't i don't care about the fruit i care about how we got the fruit
2: yeah. <laughs> amen well i wanted to this environment feels amazing in here. And you can just totally feel the spirit in here preparing for what's about to be released. And I want to just further set the tone in addition to Derek's words and Mitzi's words, uh, before mom comes up here and talks about engagement, because we've, we've talked about engagement, but I think there's a, it's kind of easy to think of engagement in terms of covenant intimacy, marriage, engagement, right? That all kind of is in the same arena. But the type of engagement that mom is going to be talking about and releasing about, and it's more than just words because I want you guys to know you have a front row seat to watching somebody walk out engagement. I would submit there's no more than 10 people that walk out engagement on the face of this earth like she does. I would venture to say that there's not many people. That was my amen. (laughs) Because I get a front row seat to it every day of my life, watching her diligence and her pursuit and her hunger. And I don't know people like this. And so it's not just about what she's saying tonight. It's about the walk behind what she's saying. And we all get a front row seat to just listen to the and and watch and glean from the process that she's gone through to even speak the words that she's speaking. But the type of engagement that that's going to be taught on and released, not just tonight, but for for weeks to come. Is a type of engagement that has to do with life or death. And. If we claim to be, if we proclaim to be Hebrews and we proclaim to be crossover people, then we have to understand this. We have to understand this. And it is life and death. And I'm going to tell you why, because in Romans, uh, in Romans 7, Paul's talking about sin. And we all kind of have this history of what sin is or what we've been taught in a very one dimensional way. But I want you guys to know that sin is very directional in nature. Sin has to do with trajectory. It has to do with the path that you're on. Ultimately, sin means missing the mark. Missing the mark. Which means you are are on a trajectory. Okay? You're on a path of righteousness. And in order to change your trajectory and totally miss the mark... You can completely miss the mark, even if it's by a a half inch or a quarter mile. Mm -hmm. Might as well be the same, right? It's not about divesting from what's over here and engaging what's over here. Everything's in front of your face, and you better hone in with laser focus on the mark. There could be a target on the wall, and I want to hit the bullseye. That's what it's about. Anything that detracts from your path and your trajectory in the direction that you're going to hit the mark is ultimately sin. So this is this is life or death because anything that keeps you on a path that's corruptible or that's unto death, which means it's just decaying over time, is sin. Right? So this is what, when I talk about engagement, how many of you guys are either unaware of why you do the things you do that you don't want to do, right? Or maybe you're aware of the things that you don't want to do, but you continue to do them. But you have no idea how to stop doing those things, even though you want to stop doing those things. Is this making sense? How many people deal with issues in your life and you're like, I hate this issue. If I could get rid of it tomorrow, I would, but I don't know why I just keep doing it. Right? If Apostle Paul said it, I'm sure we're struggling with it because he said, I continue to do the things I don't want to do, and I do the things that I hate. Right? I keep doing the things I hate, and the things I don't want to do, I keep doing them. Right? In Romans 7, that's what he says. And I would submit to you that what we're going to receive tonight, we're the recipients of, is getting to identify and really understand by watching the example of a woman who's been a standard bearer since I've known her. Yahweh said several years ago, she's awake, aware, and engaged. That's the banner he put over her life, and she has upheld that banner like nobody's business. I've never seen her put it down. But we're gonna talk about engagement tonight and the type of engagement is to the depth that you can actually identify the root issues and transform those things that you've always said, I hate this thing but I keep doing it anyway and I don't know why. The things that I don't wanna do because ultimately I'm on a path of corruption and decay and it could be, it could be right to the left or the right of the target. Right? It's not an about face like like divesting from this and now I'm turning to this. No, it's it could be I'm, oh I'm, I'm facing off target, now I'm on target. Did you see that? I'm off target, now I'm on target. I'm in sin because this path is corruptible and it's decaying and now I'm hitting the mark. How subtle is that? For us to understand what engagement is, Means it's not necessarily for tonight. We're not talking about a a typical, you know, marriage related. This is absolutely related to covenant, but we're not talking about it in the way that we would typically think. Amen. This engagement has to do with hitting the mark or not hitting the mark, right? So I want us to be, you know, Missy talked about it. Let's engage, right? What if I told you that the things that she's walked out, right, it's not just about what she says. It's about what she's walked through behind what she says. That This woman has been hitting the mark continually, mm-hmm. daily. Year after year, in every situation, in every challenge, in every confrontation. And I'm not saying she's perfect, right? Nobody's perfect. But I have never seen somebody work so diligently at engaging certain things. She divests from things, but then she also engages things. Right? And as a house that was called to equip the saints for the work of ministry, it's about maturity. It's about sonship. And we've come to a place where you're no longer is it sufficient to just say, I have a seat at the table, because that's about being accepted. Right? If we're going to mature into the full stature of Yeshua, we have to know that we're accepted already. Sonship is about what do you do with that? Sons, Engage. And I want you to hear the words and watch the example of the mother of this house about what engagement looks like because sons engage. And whatever this word that comes forth tonight is absolutely about life or death. And it could be a subtle change. You could miss the mark by this much. You might as well miss it by a mile. Amen.
1: Go team. I am, I don't, can you visibly see my shaking? I, a little bit. I just, I, what today feels like for me, I feel like I'm going to be walking around a lot, but I feel like I'm going to like hit that. Um, today has, well, this whole past, I already had somebody at the door tell me to go back to where I was at. It was my fault. He was like, I don't know why you came home. (laughs) I don't. But what it feels like in the spirit for me is as if I've never done this before. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like I say things that are so like extravagant and monumental that some of you might be like really another monumental moment in your life or i know missy was saying how the young ones will be like i got it i usually typically don't feel that usually i just feel like eh. and for me it's something like all of history just shifted <laughs> and it's like and eh, so, and I know that I'll say it extravagantly, but it feels like something else has happened, I guess essentially since the seal over, see, I knew that was gonna happen. The seal over our family. Uh, I, don't, I, don't even, I don't even know how to explain that. I just, it feels like today as if I've never done this before. It's as if Yahweh decided to, you know, on the whiteboard and the pillars and and the in the direction that we're going, and we're like, oh, the floor of engagement. And for me, it feels like this is my floor, like, um, like almost like as in. All the work that has been done, the blood versus blood and the knowing and understanding and then getting to a place of being able to understand this level of what we have been using the word engagement for a while. And we kind of use it flippantly and I don't know if we really understand what engage means. And there is so much dimension to just that word that I feel like in the spirit, like as if I'm... Uh, I don't even know how to, it's like when Missy said, heaven's coming out. Like, I feel like I'm like, who I am is like being laid out on the floor for you guys to walk on. So, um, when he says like, you're, you know, you're off target. That's not a condemnation of like, oh, well, I guess I missed it. Because like what I just said with Missy, it's not about hitting the mark either. <laughs> It's about actively wanting to make the shifts and the move to want to even see the target. There are people walking around on this earth. They don't even know there's a target. They've been taught this Jesus has just saved them by grace. So that means I don't have to do nothing. I can maybe show up on a Sunday morning and whatever the pastor tells me about the gospel, I'm just gonna believe. And when I die, we'll figure it out. I'm talking to a group of people that are, that are awake, aware, and engaged, and yet he's saying there's still more. And why? Because we're the ones that are going to be bringing that to a people that are so far removed from what it is that we carry. If you have heaven and you're dispensing heaven, you're going to have to understand it's really easy. So for me, when he's engaged in heaven and I'm engaged in heaven, that's an easy transaction. What's not easy is when I step into the earth or I step into the world and I'm looking at a, a culture and I'm having to dispense heaven in the midst of religion, especially when religion says I'm already in heaven. It's a whole nother ballgame. So I, 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 I wasn't planning on bringing this up, but I'm going to bring this up because Missy brought it up and you didn't even know I was going to bring this up. When she says that she takes screenshots of people that I talk to, what she's talking about is people that have spit in my face and walked away and I will still love them down publicly. And uh, I have a conversation with, with this person. Um, there may be some things that come out. Will you ask me before you release the podcast? <laughs> I also need to tell you. This, and it doesn't matter. I I have a conversation. um, I'm having a conversation with someone and she is struggling because she has been hearing, I have like 18 people moving. That was amazing. (laughs) Uh, She's basically expressing what she's overheard about Kingdom heirs, And I'm thinking like, that was like five years ago. It's still happening. They have told her, you better watch yourself. Don't you ask them for advice. They have renounced Jesus. They are Jewish. They are a cult. Uh, Don't talk to her. Don't listen to them. They have gone off their bonker. I mean, it is like, I mean, full on, like, let me say this. This person to this person who was telling me about it literally told this person, sit down, shut up, and listen to me. This is my advice to you about kingdom heirs, And I'm like, oh, I've heard sit down and shut up before. I knew exactly where that was coming from. Religion does not understand what we are doing. And what is so profound is if I was to ever talk to somebody in that culture, I would ask, where's the altar call in the Bible? But yet, you'll, where does it say to gather on Sunday? Tell me in the scripture where Easter is. Tell me where the uh, the repeating of the prayer is. Tell me. Now you're doing all these things that are not scriptural, and I say menorah, and now we've got a problem. This lampstand that your pastor talked to you about—that's a menorah. I'm sorry you thought it was a lampstand. I'm just saying menorah. It's in the tabernacle. You don't even—you went to Sunday school. I, we learned about the lampstand, but now all of a sudden I say menorah because that's the actual word, and we've got a problem. So what I'm saying is, is we are walking a tightrope, a narrow of narrows, because that's what you're, I don't want to say up against, but that you're you have to bring light to that. So if we are not so filled, you'll just be like... I get you, I don't understand the juicing thing either. Right? Or have these conversations. If you don't have your own conviction or your own understanding, or you don't understand why, how, where, and you don't understand it in such a deep place because you haven't wrestled through blood versus blood, or wrestled through yada, or wrestled through the ministry of reconciliation, or you haven't actually taken, then you're just as Christian as those people who took a word on Friday and did nothing with it. So it has to get so inside of you that you have the ability to understand what it is that he's doing. And why is he doing it? And why you? Why us? Why you? Why? why? Isn't that a good question? Why? Why are you still here? nobody if anything i am the first one that has said there is the door please that is what is so beautiful about the spirit of invitation that means you said yes and you want to so now we have gone through some work okay yes maybe some of you said yes because your wife said yes maybe some of you said yes because your husband said yes i don't know why you said yes but you did and you're here what i feel is shifting is it's one thing to wrestle through blood versus blood it's one thing to wrestle through the feasts even it's one thing to really am i just doing that because they said too or have i really read the word do i understand why i'm doing tabernacles and when he was born versus christmas do i understand that am i the am i the light in that that's That's one area of wrestling, but when you get to engagement, it's almost like, I don't even know if I know how to say this, it's almost like, when you start to understand engagement, there's no separation. So before when you're wrestling, it was easy for me as a mom to be like, all right, Jacob is over here with the blood versus blood. Amber and Jason are over here with the blood versus blood. Uh, John is over here, right? Like I can see the wrestling. I can see where people are at. I know they're yes, Right, I know, but I can see the wrestling. I almost feel like what's going to happen with engagement is there's going to be no more separation. There's going to be no more uh, this one over here and this one over here, because in engagement, it's not really a wrestling. It's... I feel the shift that there is a... Like... uh, Oh my gosh. Uh I don't have words. I'm just heaven's just coming out, so just take it. Cuz I'm like looking at you guys and I just feel like there's there's something's going to happen in engagement where there's like a forward and a backflow. It's almost it, engagement's like a portal. It's like, even if you're still wrestling, you hit engagement and all the wrestling makes sense. And if it doesn't make sense, you keep engaging. Because it's almost like I'm in, I feel like I am not just teaching about engagement because we're going to get to covenant. It's almost like I can't see the building anymore. It's almost like you step onto engagement and there's this, uh, this aspect of, of covenant, but it's like an open floor. Uh, I don't know how to explain what it is that I'm seeing, but I'm seeing that the, not that the wrestling is going to stop, but it's going to add to your life. That's going to create, well, it's going to create unity. And that's ultimately what we're after, right? I mean, the word that came originally just for review was that that there's two sides to unity. You guys remember that? The whole reason why we had divestment is because we were like yeah for unity and the whole aspect was there's two sides to unity one side is covenant the other side is divestment what i see engagement is is the process from disengaging to covenant so engagement isn't a thing it's not a conquer that one when he says i'm like one of ten people yeah I'm sure it's because he's my husband, but I'm over here like, I am like on a scale from one to a hundred, I've maybe tackled one on engagement. So if he views me as one of 10 in the entire world, I'm actually concerned for the body of Christ. Because I, I don't think I'm making sense. But, the, in, but I just feel, receive that what is going to come, that as we embark on this floor, something's going to shift in you. Because this isn't about wrestling anymore with, remember when we did the seal, what's my role? Do I know my role? It's, your role is to engage your, your your identity is to be a son or daughter who is engaged. So, let me get into some uh, some engagement. Does that does that does that make sense? Like with roles, it's like the it's like an even playing field. As as intense of an engager as I am, you can be. And there's no like. Uh, it's infinity. It's heaven. It's the uncreated realm. It's endless. That's what I mean. So when he says I'm one of 10, I'm thinking there's so much to explore, right? It, there, it, is, it is non-stop. It, is, it could be one time a day, and I'm gonna give some practical advice. I'm a teacher. It could be one time a day. It could be seven times a day. It could be by the minute you're understanding engagement. That's what I mean. It can be an in and an outflow. It's, it's being able to uh, see heaven and earth at the same time. It's being able to navigate your life between work and heaven. Navigate your life between family and, uh, and family and heaven. It's being able to navigate the, the cares of the world with heaven. It's being able to, uh, dyna- family dynamics, heaven and earth, you know what I mean? It's not just like, oh yeah, that was a good word, once a week. Right? We've gone from the once a week, but have we?
0: Yes. yes.
1: Because I want a people, I want my sons and daughters to be at work no joke. I don't care how important the meeting is. I mean, I've got an important job. I clean teeth. (laughs) I'm a medical professional. (laughs) I'm in the mouth. Oh, this is good because I'm going to talk about COVID tonight. We need some direction as a family, (laughs) but I'm in the mouth. I'm all up in the mouth, right? So I want to be I want people to be all up in someone's mouth. Right? And you're thinking about your boss and you're thinking about I mean, I don't even I don't even know what's going on at your work, but I know what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about like I have got to get this person from a place of Uh, full inflammation to less inflammation. I've gotta give home care instructions. I've gotta be a teacher, but I've also gotta connect. They gotta know who I am, they gotta trust me. I have to have a soft hand, but I've gotta have a good hand. I gotta get in there and actually get it out. I've gotta get this blood out of there, right? I'm thinking about the hygienist next door. I'm thinking about what she's doing. I'm thinking about if I'm gonna have the x-ray machine, right, I got all this stuff. And in a moment, in a moment, wisdom steps into the room and I can just, okay. And all of a sudden, my hands feel different. Why would my hands get hot here? They're hot right now. But I want to be a people where they're hot and all of a sudden, and then you get so public with your craziness because you're so engaged, your hands get hot, and you're like, oh, you're going to get healed. (laughs) Something's happening. My hands are tingling. You are going to be a different person in six months. I talk like that. I talk, I, I, I just, I mean, I'm trying. I'm not, it's, but I, so engagement is endless. Engagement is as far as you want to take engagement. But just know that if you don't take it very far, covenant is not going to have a whole lot of weight. It's not, there's not gonna be a whole lot of understanding because you're not, you have not engaged. It's like, it's like if I didn't know him and I had not engaged, I wouldn't understand covenant very well that makes sense? So I, I did not plan on saying that, but I feel like there is something that is going to happen in this family where it is going to be like another level of all in. Like we're all in. I would assume we're all in. I don't know why you'd keep showing up if you weren't all in, but there's like another level of all in. There's another heightened level of understanding, discipleship, because once you engage, you're going to want to understand what just stepped into the room, right? You're going to, I can't, somebody starts to wrestle blood versus blood. You can't do that by yourself. Let me tell you why you can't do it by yourself. You guys are going to have to ground me back in because I'm just going to keep going. Uh, There are some things that I want to release, and I think the reason why I'm shaking is because you guys know I was gone last weekend, and Yahweh flipped me upside down, inside out, right side up, on the ceiling, like, Probably levitate status. <laughs> but not like because it was just bliss. <sighs> I'm not talking about like, woo, this engagement, we're in love. I I could talk about engaging. You know when you're engaged, that's all you care about? That's awesome. <laughs> but what happens when there's like life, right? And he's trying to get you to hit the mark, and he's like, Hey, this is beyond. Mm. I don't know if I want to say it that way, but there's some things beyond just this feels good. Okay. He is opening up a door for me to be able to understand from the kingdom perspective. I think somebody wrote this down when I said it that there was a time where science and faith were together. There was a time. Then man stepped in and said, nope, it needs to be separated. But that was never his intent. And I believe that there is coming very quickly. Science and faith are going to be so intertwined in this family that it's going to get really intense. Because it's not going to just be by faith or by reading a word. I've said this before, but when the word says that his his mercies are new every morning, that's that feel good. Oh, I'm having a bad morning. His mercies are new every morning. Then we went through a process where our head and our heart had to be aligned or else it's not going to matter, right? Because your head is saying, his mercies are new every morning. And then your heart's going, but it's not new. Nothing's changed and it does not feel merciful, right? So then you're disconnected. So we started to learn how to align align. He's opening up another arena to me that I'm embarking on that has to do with the the science of his mercies being new every morning. Why it works. How does it work? What do you do to apply that scripture on a deep level so that your morning is actually new? It has a lot to do with how you went to bed. It has a lot to do with neuroplasticity. It has has a lot to do with your thoughts. That's the type of engagement I'm talking about. Remember when he preached about hold every thought captive? And we were like, what does that mean? Okay, let me say it this way. You can go without food for 21 days. You can go without water for three. You can go without oxygen for three minutes. You cannot go more than three seconds without thinking. Do you think he cares about your thoughts? So what if I also told you that scientifically your non-conscious mind from newborn to the age of seven, so anyone in this room under the age of seven, Hosea, do I have anyone else? You're not under seven. You're under seven? Raven, you're under seven. They're non, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, Ren, you're perfect. <laughs> I tell her and Ren and Raven, Raven, Wren and Raven are both, you're, you're perfect, I say it all the time. Their unconscious mind, which means they are not, it's not conscious, they don't know that this is going on. From newborn to the age of seven is recording everything. Recording your mannerisms, your attitude, your words, your language, your facial expressions, your joy, your anger, your frequency, and what's so crazy is your 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 unconscious mind has no filter after before the age of seven. It's just a recorder. It records everything and does not have the ability to go. That's not right. That doesn't make sense. That's not true. That's a lie. It does not have the ability. So then you get a bunch of people who fall in love with Yeshua, and you're 40 years old, and I'm just supposed to say his mercies are new every morning. Yahweh's saying, let's make that real. And I want to teach you how to uncover your unconscious mind at a thought level because you have the power to transform and change the programs you're operating on. You have a program You are run by your unconscious mind and you are not conscious of it. You have programs that are playing over and over and over and over and over again. Influencing your thoughts, your, uh, your, 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 it's influencing everything. Your thoughts, your actions, your behavior, your emotions, your patterns, your triggers, your thought process, your heart. It's, it's, it's a program. It's just underlying program. You are not aware of this program. What happens when a family is so empowered by being able to understand how to change our programs? Not to walk away from them, not to eliminate them, but to be the one that controls them instead of them controlling you. So I say all of that because the level of engagement that we're going to walk on is to the degree that every three seconds you have a thought. That means every three seconds you have an opportunity to engage with something. Every three seconds. If, if I gave you homework and said try it for every three seconds, I, I'm not, I'll have a thought and I have to, I'm just, I'm, is it okay if I'm just giving an example because I did not want to talk about that side of it, but I want us to have hope that there's more than transformation because there is something about our flesh, there's something about our, our soul, our mind, and our spirit but there's something about, um, when I'm talking about engagement, I'm talking about such intentionality and such focus to be able to understand what is happening every three seconds. Because you have a thought that is filtered by a program that has memories, emotions. Uh, there's all the, it's, it, a thought is not just, a thought is not just, oh, I thought that. That thought is a concept that is attached to a whole lot. So that level of engagement is every three seconds I have the ability to see what heaven says about that every three seconds. That's what I mean by engagement. That's why I feel like there's like this even playing field. Because it's not about a role. It's not about, it's not about what do I, what is my what is my destiny? It's not, it's can can we just be a people that engages and be so in it that we are so focused on heaven every three seconds we want to trans we want to transform the world and we say we want to transform the world but we're not given the tools to do it because we are saying I keep doing what I don't want to do and I keep doing what I hate doing I are you guys are I am not alone in that right I wake up every day and I have to constantly be thinking I've told you guys before what my struggles are whether it be anxiety hopelessness depression lately I have to actively engage some of the things that are going on just anxiety alone especially if you've lived with anxiety your whole life you don't even know when you're anxious typically that's when you get married and then your husband's like what is happening to you and I'm like this is normal this is how I grew up. This is what my mom and dad did, and this is how you function. And he's like, "No, that's not how you function." I'm like, "But this is safe, right?" Because my anxiety might be attached to a thought that I'm not safe. So when I feel threatened or a spet—well, it's not like he's threatening me. It's usually intimacy. And then somehow there's something that I'll just like. I'll and then I and then all of a sudden I'm starting to get in tune with my triggers. And I start realizing I have patterns. My heart rate goes up, my ears ring. That, that's not normal. I don't think I'm supposed to live like that. But before, it was just like, yay, Yeshua! And then I'd go home and be like, what is going on? And it's not a bad thing. It's exposure. Can I say something super powerful? Okay. This is so good. And it, it radically just, like, freed me in the last week. Ah! <gasps> If, you don't have to show your hands, but if anybody struggles with anything in the arena of mental health, let's just say depression and anxiety, I am learning that that is not a mental illness. That is a warning sign that something is going on that you need to look at. What? I have even gone to the doctors, I have been on medications, I have been trying, I don't want, I have, and and Yahweh is saying that's not an illness exposures coming in your life because I'm trying to figure out why am I struggling with this now and he's like because you're ready there are some programs that have been playing that I'm allowing you to be unlocked now because you're willing to engage because you if that would have been brought up six years ago kill me now I, I mean there's just no way that there are things that I could have dealt with there are things that's why somebody said it don't if something is happening in your life or anything and you don't like it or you feel uncomfortable, do not push against it. You pushed against it, you're going to get more of it because of the law of attraction, which I also wasn't going to talk about tonight. But everybody keeps talking about like, you know, do a mirror, right? If you're, if you're carrying heaven, so like Noel, when you're like, yeah, I'm like, all right, right? So it's attractive. If you but but the opposite, the opposite can happen. So it's like if, if, if something's happening in my life and I start to just push against it, more of it shows up in your life. That is what is so hard because then you actually run more, you push against more, but anything you push against is going to happen more in your life. So this is why I say welcome it or when something is happening, embrace it, lean into it. Why? Because that thing was controlling you and he wants to transform you so you can control it. But if you keep pushing away and you keep running away, you're just putting it under under the rug and acting like it's going to go away. It's not going to go away. It's your program. In fact, if you have something that keeps popping up in your life, same old story happened again anyone who knows me intimately knows I say that all the time well story of my life I'm having to watch what I say that's not the story of my life and I'm learning and then you'd be like wow you can't change that they did it but it's because he's gonna keep I mean the story is happening because he's trying to be like okay now no okay that's all right, go around the mountain, it'll come back. Now? No? Okay. Okay, now? And then all of a sudden, you're going to be in a place you'll be like, okay. And then you just kind of go through that process, but I am telling you that engagement is going to be a huge tool for us to understand what's happening because it's I guess that 's what I mean it's almost like I feel like engagement is like open the the pillar of blood versus blood was an issue in all of us that we had to deal with so we were wrestling that one issue with engagement it's all game so be aware be available. Be ready because it's not going to be one pillar issue. It's going to be Now? You want to deal with that now? You No? Does this make Before it was like we were all like, okay, we are all going to wrestle this. And now I just feel like you step into engagement and it's open. And that's scary because I like Like that's why i'm freaking out today because i feel like i could go in a million different directions and i like like okay and he's like okay engagement are you guys all right okay but isn't that powerful that he has taught us to deal with our flesh in the sense that he's given us tools on how to manage this skin this veil this layer that separates me from spirit, right? That, that we, we, we've, we've understood that. Then we get into an area of being able to understand certain wrestlings, and now he's opening us up to all of it. How to be a people to really transform and dispense transformation and hope for people. That we could be so whole and healed that others would see that instead of, why are you a Jew? right? Or what, that that, that the menorah is a symbol for me to, okay, maybe this is something that we don't understand, so I'll just say it. The menorah for me is not to be like, we believe in the menorah now. First of all, we've always believed in it. If you've had any time in church, we understand the lampstand, seven of them, right? Isaiah, the seven spirit, okay. For me, the menorah is a reminder there are seven spirits, Right? It's, it's, a, it's a light that if I have his light, he's saying, and there's more. So obtain some of knowledge, obtain some of wisdom, obtain because you can be full of light, and he'll still say, There's another light in his house. Yeah. That's something that's like, ooh, that's blasphemous. But he's not a mm, He is not insecure in his identity that he is willing to say there are a multitude in my family and I want you to have access to it. Now, if you have an issue of filtering, so I'm trying to think of like an example. I'm like, who do I pick on? Okay, Megan and John. So, perfect. Perfect. So everyone knows which one is my favorite. <laughs> Out of John and Megan. It's John. <laughs> we're like, we don't even have to talk. And I get it. Like, we're the same. So, so there's this. But Megan is not insecure in that relationship because she knows that there's more She's so, does that mean she's so secure in this relationship that she actually understands that part of this family, there's just more access that John has by allowing that relationship to grow. Yeshua is the exact same way. Yahweh is the exact same way. He's not like, I want you for me and myself. Now, he, now I will get into this. He is absolutely a jealous God with anything outside of his kingdom. He is absolutely, read the scriptures, it's bad. When you're not hitting that target, don't read the scripture. If you don't like what he said, don't read the scriptures then because it's not good, right? He is a jealous God, but not in his house. He freely gives access to multiple relationships. So I want to get into engagement with that because we went from by the spirit of adoption, we cry Abba Father. We are no longer church members, but we are adopted. Okay, we are heirs. So, we kind of all had this season where we were like, is this real? I don't know. Did she really sign the papers? But I kind of like the house I was living in. What's the house when you're adopted? Foster. I kind of liked foster care. Uh, I didn't have to commit, right? Oh, poor me. I, I had foster care, but really it, it fed you because it you didn't have to be part of a family and you could just go wherever right so so we went through this kind of like but i kind of liked foster care am i really part of the family but i really and then you know for me as the mom i had people who threw fits they'd leave the house they didn't like the room i gave them jen (laughs) just kidding i saw your face you were like (laughs) right it's this like is this for real what does by the spirit of adoption mean then all of a sudden you start to get farther in the process and then you start to realize like the family keeps eating at the table and because my mom has been good, she's allowed me to throw my fits and sit in my room, right? There's this season where it's like, right? Just think about it. If you, nat- if you did a natural adoption in your family and that child had some programs, and they didn't know how to be involved in a family you're gonna let them go sit in the room for a while if they're like I'm not coming out for dinner that's okay that's okay we'll get there right so there's this then we got the family seal and that was Yahweh's way of saying you're gonna eat get out of your room you have a role. You belong at the table. You are now, this is what's crazy, by the spirit of adoption, we cry, Abba, Father, what? So that you can what? Still be adopted? By the spirit of adoption, we cry, Abba, Father, so that we can be heirs with Yeshua. You become blood. The spirit of adoption is just the beginning of pulling you, basically, if I could say this in the spirit, which I didn't plan on, the spirit of adoption is ultimately the word divestment. It's an invitation to leave the foster care system. And it's an invitation to come in, divest from what you've known, come into this family. And then you go through this what is this family thing? What is this DNA thing? Wait, in Yeshua's name, it's done? What, what, is, what does all this mean, right? So, so you go through this process. Then Yahweh does the seal over our family. Right here. A house united. Can we get them one? Yeah. Done. They got one. So at our birthday, you said it looked really intimate, and it, and it was amazing. And what happened that night was uh, 5782 for bait, that we are a home and we are a house united. And what he said was at that moment is you're no longer battling what is this, but now you're a son at the table, right? Because once all the kids come to the table, whether biological or the spirit of adoption from from Ruach's perspective or from the father's perspective, there's no difference. Everyone's at the table, right? So the seal happens and we're at the table. Okay, this happened really fast, so I'm sorry. I'm sure you guys probably thought, okay, cool, we're gonna sit at the table and eat for like two years, like we did with adoption. (laughs) Or whatever, right? I mean, we went through this process of like, all those pillars, and Yahweh's like, in two weeks, three weeks? He's basically releasing sonship in such a way that what he wants to express tonight is what are you gonna do at that table? You're not just coming and eating, you are coming and engaging. So we've been using the word engagement a lot. The word that I want to bring is that when you're at the table, what would you do at the dinner table? What what does that look like to just sit at the dinner table with a family? Would you, I mean, this is just a practical example, but would you be like, yeah, food's good. Especially if you just came out of the room, you're going to be like, Right? I mean, you're going to, I feel like, I, I, I don't, I feel like you'd be like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, the good ta like the silverware. Like, I just feel like if I came out of the, no, I just feel like if all of a sudden, and I am at, Heaven's table, where all of a sudden there's more than just Yahweh? Wisdom's sitting there. Hadassah's there. Paul is there. You're going to be like, I read about you. What is happening? Like, I heard about you. I feel like you would be so what? Engaged. You would be aware. You would be awake. You would not be falling asleep. You would be like, what is, hap- what is that color? I've never seen that color. Right? You, are, you would be, you would just, what is that movement? I've never seen that movement. You would just be so, yes, mature. So what's happening is, is that by the spirit of adoption, you divested from what you knew, and entered into his bloodline, okay? Now that you're in his bloodline, you're recognizing that there's a lot more rooms than your room. Can I say that? The room that has been comfortable. my room, let me talk about my room. My room of uh, anxiety is normal. It's how you stay safe. It's how you process life. It's what keeps you out of trouble. It makes you amazing. (laughs) I'm amazing. Everything I do is amazing. So now all of a sudden, I'm like, it works for me. Uh, Obsessive-compulsive disorder. I'm trying to think of how to say it. I am transitioning out of a program that says that obsessive compulsive disorder is the way I work. That's how I'll say it. I don't have the compulsions, but I have the obsessions. But it, as a hygienist, you kind of want an OCD hygienist. Am I right? You don't go to a hygienist and not have an OCD hygienist. If you do, you need to switch to hygienist because the point is to get it out of there and not be like, mm, good job. You know, like you don't get complacent like, oh, you know and dismiss your patient in 20 minutes. Like, you don't do that. You're gonna like get it, right? Like you, it's, right? But now I've walked, I've been in hygiene for almost 20 years. I've been walking around like OCD good. So then all of a sudden when he starts to expose, can you stop obsessing over that thought and retelling the story over and over and over again? I will become, uh, you guys, it's so bad. It's great when you're a hygienist. But it's not good when i don't have control over it and it's a program always playing because when i'm not cleaning teeth i probably shouldn't be sitting there retelling a story over and over and over and over again to the point i cannot stop i i will i will become paralyzed and i won't i can't stop and i'm not able to move on with my life because i'm constantly retelling a story not to mention what story am i retelling probably the one that's like there we go again It's like, well, yeah, you've been saying it for the last 10 hours, (laughs) right? So it's like there's this, there's this, there's things that have worked for you is what I'm trying to say. Can I be as bold as to say your room in the house has been great? You've been in the house. Praise Yahweh. I'm adopted. But I'm going to my room. (laughs) Wow, that really worked for me. She cooks really good. She'll hand me the plate under the door. Come on. I almost can point all of you out. I'll be like, I just dished this up three weeks ago. You weren't paying attention. Now you want me to dish it up at midnight? (laughs) Just kidding. I love it. I'm not kidding. you know what I mean? But now all of a sudden, it's going to be something totally different when you come out of your room. Because he's that good. He'll let you come in with your stuff. Right? When you moved in, you brought your... I mean, I did. I brought, I brought this and I brought this and this worked for me. And I brought, right? I brought all of that into his house. But when he says come out of your room and start to eat at the table, or what if he asks you to go into somebody else's room? Ooh, what have you been, okay, okay. You put on a show last Friday, right, Eric? I say that that because of what you just shared. This lifelong issue of something that he probably has never been able to expose to a group of people has just been lurking there. And you know what comes out when he's driving because it's there. But all of a sudden, you know, he comes out and he's getting this revelation. So I'm saying before, it's one thing to worship. You're like, man, Eric is so mature and look at that. And then you go in his room and you're like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what's so amazing because that's what Yahweh does, right? And it's not, I can say that because it's not scary. I tell my stories because I'm not pushing against them anymore. Shine the light, please just, I mean, Ellen, come all up in my room. I'm not saying i gonna be nice about it. My, my daughters will come up all up in my business. I'm like, who invited you here? Get out of my bed. And sometimes I do. I'll be like, leave. Come back tomorrow. I'm fine, Megan. God. Yeah. Can you stop asking? And she, I mean, the reason why John's my favorite is because Megan is like, dad. It's a great thing. It's a great thing when you're ready to receive them in your bedroom. But if you're not, you're like, yeah, when I don't want to be the recipient, I don't want to drink that right now. <laughs> it is, I am not saying that as a negative on them. It's a negative on me. But why? Why? it's a negative on me. They have the fullness of something that I need, but as I push against that, it, I'm just going to get more of what I'm pushing against. So it's, it's me not being able to be a recipient or be able to receive what he has. Why? Because my bed is safe. Please do not tear down my walls. I deal with trust. I, whatever it might be. Whatever my programs are. And somebody comes in to evade, it, invade that. Typically, that's what you do. You'll be like, mm. But really, it's you. It's your room. It's your, right? Does, yeah. does that make sense? Okay. I have not even started on my notes. <sighs> what? <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> it's all right, get out of here, all right, so what I'm doing tonight, what I'm about to do tonight is I am in charge by Yahweh, what? I am in charge by Yahweh to bring the other word of divestment, And the other word, or the opposite of divestment, is engagement. I know that the other side of divestment is covenant, but engagement is the process to understanding covenant. I don't, I don't necessarily wanna say that. The other half of divestment is engagement, okay? So like he said, I know he said that there was like a target, but I am seeing it kind of like an about face. That's just how I saw it in the spirit. So when you're, when you're talking about, it's one thing to say, I need to divest from that. Let's say, throw out something. I keep using my own mental health issues. Porn, okay, all right. I need to divest from addiction. Let me just say addiction. I'm gonna divest from addiction. If you do not turn your focus, which means engage, With the opposite of addiction, you will naturally go back to addiction. So you have to find the opposite of addiction. And for every one of us that deals with addiction, it's go, I mean, OCD is addiction, right? That addictive behavior or addictive whatever is there is a story in your life that he wants to get to the opposite of. So I can't say what the opposite of addiction is because it's the opposite of, it's different for everyone. Whatever your opposite is, is what you're gonna engage in. And it will be the hardest thing. Because if he says, I want you to divest from addiction, and the uh, the word is antidote, right? The antidote is connection. Typically, it is a whole lot easier to be like, I've been addicted my whole life, I this makes sense. This is my connection. This is my relationship. It doesn't talk back to me. (laughs) So when Yahweh says connection, you're just like, but then that means there's another voice. But that's how we grow and that's how we mold. And so, so tonight is all about understanding the introduction that when we use the word engage, first of all, let me tell you this. There's at least three levels of engagement. Okay. not levels in like hierarchy but there are three dimensions of engagement first one is pre-covenant pre-marriage right you get engaged and just so you guys know maybe we'll get to it but I have an entire page on all the gushy betrothal engagement stuff Let me say a couple of things about that. I'm not gonna get into it very much, but let me just say a couple things. The definition of that type of engagement is a formal agreement to get married. There's an intent for something more. So just think about that before you're like, well, what is covenant? What does that mean? Just set your eyes that, there, that you need to be, set your intent or have your be intentional that there is an agreement for more. So you're basically just saying, I am setting my intent on something to say that I want more while I'm intent on the more. Okay? And it's a formal agreement. Agreement, this is so powerful. The definition of agreement here is absence of incompatibility. So you are in you your intent is to understand that an agreement has taken place that agreement is to say that there is an absence of incompatibility which basically means compatibility so that's why i have to understand connection because of compatibility right it's not just me myself and i with yahweh either way and he carries a part of heaven that i need so there's that agreement there. So I'm basically agreeing to set my intent that there's more to come by understanding that there will be no incompatibility between us. Okay, that's between me and heaven. That's between me and him. That's between me and my kids. That's between you guys. That, that is a whole lot of weeding, getting out the incompatibility. That's what I mean by engagement. I don't want to overwhelm us with the work, but in a way, I kind of want to overwhelm us. There is a lot that we get to engage in when you talk about that. I am agreeing, I already have agreed before the foundations of the earth to be in covenant with Missy and Tyler. They wouldn't be here. It's why it makes me so upset that earthly things can get in the way. Because before the foundations of the earth, I said yes to Tyler and Missy. I agreed before I got here to that family. End of story. Now it's my job to figure out why I said yes. Not in a bad way. But why did I say yes? What did I say yes to? And what is my role? And I'm not gonna figure it out by laying around. I'm not gonna figure it out by showing up on a Friday being like, stupid. I'm not gonna figure it out by sitting in my room. I'm not, I might not like it, but I, Missy needs to be in my bed. I was gonna say Tyler, but that could be weird. But that's all right, we've done that. <laughs> We will watch movies in bed together, right? There's something about being so intimate that it's not for the purpose of intimacy, but it's for me to find out why did I see them before the foundations of earth and I don't want to waste away my days. What is it for them to pull it out of me and vice versa? So there's an agreement. I, all I'm saying is that there's an agreement for covenant. Okay. Okay. Here's another one. That's the other one. Okay, another thing I want. I'm going to say one other thing about engagement with, when it comes time to marriage. The Hebrew culture doesn't do Western culture engagement. Engagement Western culture is like, here's a ring, maybe not a ring. We're kind of a thing. We should probably get married. Why don't we try it out? And then we plan a wedding with the intent of, up until I say I do, we'll see. Up until I say I do, and then let me take it a step further. After I say I do, I'll still, we'll see. Okay? Western culture. Okay? Hebrew culture. Three dates. Family's definitely involved. Has nothing to do with attraction. Has everything to do about compatibility. Has to do with goals, mindsets, how many kids you want, where you want to live, what are you going to do with your life, what what do you believe? I mean, that's what it is. Three dates. Then they, get, uh, they have a betrothal ceremony. It is a legally binding agreement. Engagement is a legal and binding agreement. We don't understand engagement because we say it's flippant. We don't realize it is a legally binding agreement in the Bible when it talks about betrothal. It is a legal binding agreement saying what is to come. And it's all about compatibility. Meaning it's not about like attraction or feelings even. Okay. All right. The second type of engagement is, has a lot to do almost with like, it's, it's described a lot like in strife or in war, but it's a lot of what he talks about. Engage, grip, grab, seize. Right, that's the other type of engagement. It has a lot to do with winning. It has a lot to do with, you know, holding fast, right? The third level engagement is more of the one that I feel like we're supposed to embark on first, which um, which has more to do with awareness. Engage is, well, let me read the definition. Okay, you guys ready? This is a definition for this for this one, and this is the one I feel like we really need to focus on, um, for now. An arrangement to do something or go somewhere at a fixed time. It's a promise to meet or be present at a particular place and time. Promise could be described as oath, pledge. Or binding, And I say that because we as a family in the next couple of months are going to be producing pledges, our personal convictions, our vows. When you're in engagement, you're going to begin to engage in some things, and some things are going to begin to come out on a personal level of, right, we're t- we've talked about that, Missy's talked about that, we're bringing a token of our divestment in two weeks. You're bringing something to symbolize, this is what I'm walking away from. But then at some point he's going to want you to bring your pledge, your vow. What is it that you want to engage with? So just be thinking about that because it has a lot to do with being focused, intentional. It's what I talk it's what I was talking about. If you're at the dinner table, you're not just like you're you're Yeah, I don't I don't necess, I don't know why the table keeps coming up. But you guys remember the Hebrew word for table that at the at the table is where his mysteries are revealed to sons and daughters. It is a secret place where he allow, he will only reveal the mysteries of his heart at a table. In an area where sons and daughters have gathered why? Because you're ignoring him. But because you are engaged and you are intent and you are Focused. So I'm gonna give you guys, I'm gonna give you some words. So whenever we hear the word engage, here's some words. Intention. Focused. Capture. Catch. Grab. Seize. Draw. Take part in. Win. Throw oneself into. Enter into. Launch into. Immerse. Join. Bind. Agree. Encounter. Face. Meet. That's a lot. That's a lot to. You know when we just say like, let's engage as a family. Use any one of those words. Take part in family time. Not just. And I'll do this. You guys have seen me do it. It's family time, and I'm like, Rena, it's time to go. No, have I snuck by? Only Megan does notice that. <laughs> i there are i'm an introvert so there are times where it's a press but this is saying take part in those times but what does even take part mean i can hug and be in a right frequency i could be all the way from we've got to go all the way to like okay all right all right give me a hug or yep that's yep Or because of an intimate relationship today, I took it a step further. Stand up. I'm going to show him what I did. And I was like, oh, oh, okay, okay. He's been working on his leg presses. Now here's what's crazy. That might seem superficial, but that has a lot to do with a blood versus blood issue. It has to do with self-care, and it has to do with not doing things alone. And so I'm aware of the fruit of some things that are happening. So when I'm, so when it says take part in family time, what is he pressing on? Just do this. The next time we all get together and fellowship out there, just stand there and just watch. And the very thing you don't want to do, go do it. If you're like, hmm. If you don't want to do it, just do it. And we even just release the awkwardness and be like, Mom said last week that this is what I didn't want to do, so I'm going to do it. Come here. (laughs) If you're not a hugger do that, if you're not a kisser, do that, whatever, I mean, be engaging with Yahweh, man, because I've, I've opened up to Tyler about this, I've told him, I will struggle, I will, you guys, I don't know if this happens to you guys, but I will get ready for a Friday, and I'm like, I cannot wait to see all of your little faces, and I just want to hug you and kiss you, and I get so excited, and then I get in the building, and I'm like, what the heck, <laughs> I swear I get super awkward, super weird. I'm not as bad. I'm working on it. But I'll just, I'll just kind of like get like, I don't know. I just, what do I talk about? I, I was so excited to see you. Now you're here and it's weird. I don't like, I don't know what to do. And then Tyler kind of has the same issue. So he'd call me and be like, well, you didn't say hi to me. And I'm like, well, you didn't say hi to me. And you're my son. You're my son. We lay in bed together and we're worried about who's going to say hi to each other. That's because of my program, something's being played. And all of a sudden I step in a family and it is blaringly loud. When I'm at home, I'm ain't nobody messing around with my, I'm just, I'm safe. I don't have to say hi to nobody. He's, he will, he's so amazing. If you guys come to my house and I don't show up at the door, it's cause I'm hiding. confessional (laughs) but I'm serious I hide (laughs) tell him I'm taking a bath (laughs) I, I really probably am but I just I'll just get like I'm in my pajamas and then there's some people Diana Megan dad just hey I'm like how do you do that now it doesn't mean that I'm wrong and they're right but she has something for me and just as much as I have maybe some of you need to be taking a bath and stop talking Maybe? Am I just trying to make myself feel better? I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's something, it's not wrong or right, it's just different facets of who he is. But if I never rub up against someone different, it's like, if John and I were just, we could just run this thing. We would be fine and super successful. Hey! And mentally. You got us there. So, right, like, we, so, like, we, right, like, but that's not the point. The point is he put a Sally in my life. The point is he put a Jen in my life and, and a Jordan in my life and, and a 49er fan in my life. It's only because I'm learning how to, I'll tell you about my process. Okay. Here's the words for disengage. Okay, and I'm gonna end with this because I want you to be in tune with these because we use engage like, engage what like, like at least me I'm awkward like. Engage. <laughs> but here's the thing I'm really good at engaging heaven, so there's there's a di- there's like this. So I, anyways okay never mind. Divest. Disengage. These are the things that you're divesting from that's keeping you from your mark. This isn't, this isn't a, um, oh, I, I want to cleanse for a week. This isn't a, well, I'm going to divest from, <laughs> give me an example, sugar, beer. Uh, it, it's not like a, I'm going to stop, what? TV. I'm not, I'm not going to stop something for a little bit. This isn't a fast this is a divorce. This is not a fast. It is a divorce so that you can engage with what he has for you. So this is the the scriptures that I had. I'm not going to be able to read them. Exodus 34, 14. He, he is a jealous God. 34, 14. He is a jealous God. Not in his house. He will share you with the cloud of witnesses. I mean, he will hand you over to governors and tutors and the spirits and Yeshua and Ruach and angels. And I mean, he just, but he is jealous if your eyes are on the world for a second. And I mean a second. That's why I want to empower us that this is not condemnation. But could I be someone that could encourage you to want to engage heaven for even just seven times a day? Just try seven times a day. Just stop, shift, focus. Disengage. Repel. I'm going to repel against my story. Let me just say that. I have a story that's playing I'm gonna repel against that, and I'm gonna engage with his story. What was your original intent? What did you mean at the age of three? Why did I pick up that program and where were you? Don't take this out of my life, but transform it in my life. Repel from one thing and engage in another. Engage in your heaven's story. If your story is what's holding you back, turn and find your story, his story, okay? turn off well, that's a good one turn off the world can we just try that seven times a day seven times a day this is where my teachers uh teaching is going to get into i want to be super practical you don't have your phones but if you did when you get them this is going to be super practice because you're going to go outside and all of a sudden you're be like what did she talk about i'm tired i've got to go to bed i've got a lot to do tomorrow well it's shabbat you're not supposed to be doing anything tomorrow are you nodding your head right he's like "Mm -hmm." right but some of i know me i'll be like thinking like i have got to go we've got to get we got i got a list of things i got to do right i'm busy lists yeah busy right so it's like just could you do something different if you struggle with that i need i'm gonna go home i'm gonna just be the way i've always been this is the way the night's gonna go i know it was shabbat i know it's heaven but it's not now so get in the car Any of you guys do that? Right? Could we just try something a little bit different? Get in the car, stop, breathe for me. Breathe in heaven and out heaven. Just breathe, slow down, and just think about doing something different. And in that something different, I want you to grab your phone and I want you to put a alarm or a reminder for seven times throughout the day that just says, whatever. Here's some words to disengage. Disconnect, disgust, ignore, shun. How many of us are using these words for heaven? How many of us are ignoring heaven? But you're engaging what you're supposed to be divesting in. You're supposed to be ignoring what you're divesting in and you're supposed to be seizing heaven. But we'll be seizing the world while we ignore heaven. I'm only asking for seven times a day. That's a whole lot of seizing the world and ignoring heaven because heaven is after you heaven is non-stop I don't even want to say 24 7 because there is no time it's outside of time it is a multitude heaven is constantly just and it's not way up there it's right here it's right here heaven is like knocking like did you want to talk to my story I have a story right so so okay offend lose fail dismiss disengage neglect bore disinterest cancel break give up break off, untie, decline. I'm reading all these words to be honest and honestly the family or I should say the bride of Christ is using those words more in heaven than any other place. And using draw, take part in, win, throw oneself into, into everything but heaven. Could we flip it? That's what I'm talking about, about divesting and then engaging. Is doing something, it's the complete opposite. Okay? So, set your reminder seven times a day and Practically practice. If you have to stand up as a symbol to be like, (laughs) like whatever that is, if you have to move, if you have to breathe, if you need to set a reminder. Uh, The other thing that I had as a practical, if you're a post-it person, in your bathroom, put a post-it on there. It does not have to be a big deal, just put right on there. What is your token of divestment? And what do you wanna? What do you want to engage in? What do you want it to? Maybe it's just heaven. Maybe it's just Yahweh. Maybe it's family. This isn't just for me. I, I'm, I'm gonna say that weird, but I, I can engage heaven all day long. My issue is engaging heaven on earth. (laughs) My problem, I can fly away. I don't need to post it anymore to engage with heaven. I need to post it on how to engage heaven on earth. I need to post it on people's foreheads when they're being stupid. (laughs) I need to post it to be like heaven. (laughs) Right? Like wherever you're at, like wherever your spectrum is, if you're like, I don't think about Yahweh but once a week, then just think about him. If you're thinking about him all the time, think about the seven spirits. If you're thinking about, if you're like, I don't, I don't think about um, anyone but myself. Come on, divest from me. Engage in family. Who do you need to call today? Who do you need to text? Who do you need to reach out to? Who do you need to spend some time with? Who do you need to set a coffee date with? Kendra. Right? Like, what are we... And make it practical, and let's see what happens, just for a week. Let's see what happens as we're getting into this engagement, as we actively divest and we engage with all of those words. Okay, I'm going to end. I still have a lot. I've got the Hebrew down for engage and gonna blow your mind right because we know the Hebrew letters are alive they have a definition of engage anyways Gabby are you coming up here yeah okay well I'm gonna be done like I said I didn't even hit on these notes but you guys got three levels of engagement and but what we're focusing on is the I said I was gonna be here at this time I said I was gonna do this. It's that awareness, it's being awake, it's being intentional, it's being focused. It's that type of engagement I want us to work on first. I think when we get that, we'll be able to understand what betrothal even is in order to understand what covenant is. Amen? Okay. I didn't! i'm looking at you john (laughs) okay really quick stop i want i want to give our family some direction now i am stepping in boldly as the mom in the house okay we got a word back in 2020 when all this started and what was the word false crown Okay, since then, we haven't necessarily like gotten it. This is what I, I want to talk about. And I'm using, I'm using this pandemic and I'm using can I, sickness. I'm just gonna use sickness as an example. When I'm talking about being able to rewrite our thoughts, we are going to be able to be empowered to transform our lives. That is the next step after understanding that we can reverse sickness. We are in this new era... We are not going to be like operating the way that we did when it came time to sickness. We are going to be the ones with the answers, okay? We're gonna be the ones that are gonna be able to have the life and the hope and be able to have something different. So what I wanna say is that when we're talking about heaven, this is as practical as sickness, okay? This is the word that I have for you and it's super simple, but it's really profound. Whatever you put your eye on, is what you see. Okay, I know I've said it pretty deep, whatever you put your eye on, you become. I feel like that's a little bit like two steps removed. Whatever you put your eye on is what you'll see. If this is what I put my eye on, this is what I see. Okay, so when we're talking about divesting and engaging, if you are constantly looking at sickness, you're aware of it, you're engaging it, you're entertaining it, you're talking about it, you're, you're coming underneath, you're thinking about it, you're, you know, all of a sudden somebody's got a sniffle and you're like, oh, can I, I have it? You, you're, you're just, you're all of a sudden, you're just, you're just, you're heightened, guess what's gonna happen? You push against that, you're gonna get more of it. The thing you put your eye on, you see. If what we do is we see that, if we're seeing that, that is what is going to be manifested. Is that okay? If we see that and we focus on that, that's what manifests. Can we practice just putting our eyes on the answer? Putting our eyes on who he is, what he said about it, what we do about it, being able to adore the answer, focus on that, and that is what will manifest. So there's an aspect of being able to shift, and I mean a big shift, right? Most of you are gonna be like, I live in the world, I'm a hygienist. Like, I, I, I'm in the world, this is what's happening. There's school systems, these are the rules, These this is what, but do, do not, and this is something we've had to work through with our with our kids, if you push against it, it's going to stay this is why you cannot be fearful and you need to step into it embrace it and be able to see what he is saying about it so ultimately i just wanted to bring that as an example with sickness is that it is something as simple as whether it's a post-it or whatever being able to turn from the world and say this is what's true that might be that might mean turn the tv off That might mean for me, I have to stop listening to board meetings. That might mean for me, I need to stop listening to the television. The vision it's telling me. What is my vision and what does heaven say? What is he saying and what is his vision? And be able to, now I'm not just saying, just focus on that and it'll go away. I'm talking about engage with it. Live it, understand it, look at it, be intentional. Come on, you won't know how to engage, because at one time or another, it's hit our families where we're like, mm, right? And all you're you're dissecting it, you're understanding, you're trying to figure out how to maneuver it. You're you're you know all of a sudden you're, you're 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 figuring it out. All I'm saying is, could you figure out as much of what heaven is saying as what the world is saying? If you're having to navigate policies, or if you're having to navigate different things, or vaccine or not vaccine, Well. It's not, it's not a vaccine, but immunizations versus not immunizations, like all those different things, just take as at least as much time and step into heaven and say, what does heaven say about this? Before you move or put any more mind power or thoughts on anything else, because he does want to say something. So I think I'm gonna leave that at that. But I just, as our family, we started off with calling it the false crown. And the reason for that is because so much It's becoming so politicized. It's not even... Read what? Oh, after a now weapon of intercession? While we do not ignore the reality of this pervasive sickness, let's declare it for what it really is. Corona crown virus, a piece of DNA code capable of duplicating itself to the detriment of its carrier. We are no longer referring to this as the coronavirus, but calling it for what it is, the false crown virus a manifestation of deception. The enemy is trying to mirror the reality of the true crown worn by the one who defeated death and corruption on the cross and gave way to resurrection life with Yahweh. Now more than ever as carriers of the one true crown, we must understand that we walk from a heavenly place and step over thresholds into natural places to transform and duplicate his DNA to bring resurrection life. We cannot carry both a true crown and a false crown at the same time. We must make a decision to uphold the banner of his crown and not give way to his deception manifestation that produces the fear of death. His crown is the only one that I will allow to duplicate DNA in my life and the life of those that are infected. I choose to spread resurrection life and the eternal impact of such, not fear and panic. So, that was before all this started. Now, it's a matter of not just saying it, but understanding this. Could you be the immunization? Could you be the one that that has the antidote? Could you be the one that dispenses life? Don't forget the word also over 578, 80 is pay. And so the battle now has a lot to do with this. And it's, I, there is no reason why as a family we cannot be bold about the seriousness of the word that is against what he says. Remember when I started this out and somebody said, sit down, shut up? It's The exact same thing. It, it blows my mind absolutely blows my mind that i can watch a football game and i used to get so irritated because they would scream and yell and then they couldn't scream and yell for worship and now i'm watching this football game not one is masked but my but my kids are not allowed to talk not allowed to express themselves. I've got two girls with speech impediments. They're not seen. They don't have emotion. I mean, everything about what he's doing with us. And then he says, cover your mouth. All I'm saying is, is that there is a spiritual side to everything. So when I'm talking about divestment and I'm talking about engagement, I'm talking about divesting with what the world is saying. There is a way to operate in the world, but don't just flow with the world divest from that see what heaven is saying why what where when and be a studier if any of you and I don't know if you are I'm not but if any of you are a studier of that just be more of a studier on what he says that's all I'm asking because we are going to be carriers of the truth and carriers of the antidote for the world and one more thing Would you guys blow me up if I said that Yahweh allowed it? Okay, nothing gets through him. He did not create it. It did not come from him, but he did allow it. Why? Why? We are getting closer and closer and closer and closer and closer and closer closer to our rehearsal time. And this is training ground. And the reason why I wanted to get bold is I have been feeling that our family has not been trained. There is a training ground for this on how to overcome, not be moved by it, not be moved by sickness at all, and be the answer for others. And to, be full, to walk fully transparent, to walk fully, there is, there is so much that is coming for that. That is, he is giving you an opportunity. Don't push against it lean into it, take the opportunity, and let him train us as a people because it's not getting better. Sorry, but if they said one day we'll get back to normal, first of all, I don't want to go back to normal. Number two, what is normal? And it better be heaven on earth because if it's the world sense of normal, mass are going to be the littlest of issues. Okay, so there's more, and I just want us to be aware that this is training ground for us and to be ready for it. Okay? Whose alarm's like I'm going to bed?
0: (laughs) Okay, I'm done. Thank you for listening to this message from Kingdom Airs International. If you have received insight and revelation with this message, we invite you to claim that revelation by trading on the trading floor with this ministry. You can do that at Kingdomairsflag.org. Thank you.